You're listening to Dental Talk from VivaLearning.com. Welcome to Dental Talk. I'm Dr. Phil Klein. Today we'll be discussing the use of a long-term crown and bridge provisional material and why it is beneficial for your practice. Our guest is Dr. Scott Channon, who is in private practice in Flemington, New Jersey, and is on faculty at University of Pennsylvania School of Dental Medicine. Dr. Channon, it's a pleasure to have you on Dental Talk. Oh, thank you, Phil. It's a pleasure to be here. You know, we talked a little bit offline about provisional material, and uh, it's interesting uh, that we'll be talking about a product that actually is the only product that exists in its class, technically, based on the material that it's made of. And we'll go into that as we get into this podcast. But before we get too deep, to begin, can you define for our audience what long-term means in respect to crown and bridge provisional material? Well, I think long-term can be defined in different ways. I mean, I'll use a, you can use long-term uh, crown and bridge material when you're doing perioprosthesis type of uh, restorations, when you're going to be doing periodontal work, and the provisional has to be on for a, a long period of time. It could be a year. It could be a year and a half when you're doing surgery, possibly putting in implants, pro- bone grafts, and you need a restoration that's going to last and be re- reliable and not break on a regular basis so that you can maintain the tissue, you can maintain the vertical dimension, and you can maintain the teeth. So I define a long-term restoration for a provisional as something that's going to last at least a year to a year and a half in order to get this kind of restoration completed. Previous to um, these new materials, you know, that was basically a lab processed provisional that you'd have to make and send out models to the lab and make a lab processed material. This, these kind of materials allow you to do it in the office and it, it, they work very well. As we discussed before the podcast started, there's really only one material that allows you to make it in the office, right? Yeah, that I'm familiar with and that, I, that I've had the opportunity yeah. to use. And that one is Luxa Crown. And Luxa Crown is basically, uh, instead of being an acrylic, it's more of a composite material. So it's very hard. It's very aesthetic. And, you know, when I, when I look at them and even when patients see them in their mouth, they really uh, think it's the final restoration because they look so good. Yeah. So what are the advantages of using a long-term crown and bridge provisional like this versus the traditional materials that are primarily formulated for shorter periods of time? Well, because number one, it doesn't break. And that's a real key thing. And I can tell you, you know, I teach at the at Penn Dental. And so I'm teaching students who are doing this. And when they're making provisionals out of the conventional materials, uh, they tend to break, you know. And in the school, of course, provisionals are on, even though it may be a short-term procedure, they end up being on a long period of time because of the process of getting it done in the school. So they break. Well, every time a, a, a temporary breaks or a provisional breaks, that requires you bring the patient back, you have to fix it, you have to make an appointment, have chair time, use disposables, redo, and it requires time, assistance time. Every, just the fact that you don't have to do all that and you have a provisional that's going to last saves a tremendous amount of time besides all the other functions of, you know, maintaining the tissue and being able to have tissue health and, and uh, you know, function and all that kind of stuff. So did you give up using the traditional material and now you're using this new material for all provisionals or you're just saving it for the longer term cases? In my case, I use this for all provisionals in my office that I make. And the reason is, is because from my experience, it has not, I haven't had to remake or repair I mean, I can't even remember the last time I had to repair one. So my time is the most valuable thing. No matter when you bring a patient in, it's at least a half hour. 
no matter what. I mean, right. just to bring them in, seat them in the chair, do whatever you have to do. So every time you have to do that, it's a waste of time. Then the patient gets annoyed and they feel that, you know, there's something wrong. Why does it break? These don't break. I mean, they stay really intact. And they and besides that, aesthetically, they look great. These are made out of composite resin versus the typical acrylic. Correct. Great. These are composite. It's a composite material. That is uh, a big advantage because it's a much harder a harder surface. So they can function with them. And especially when you get a person who's a bruxer, clencher, you know, the t conventional acrylic just fractures or breaks. Right. So the key advantage, so, what I'm hearing is the fact, the fact that it doesn't fracture. Aesthetics wise, does it help you with the final case on delivery by matching it up closer and, and me meeting patient expectations? Absolutely. In fact, just recently, I had a patient who was doing veneers on. And I said, you know, let me try making veneer provisionals out of this luxury. It was the first time I've done it. And it actually stayed on the tooth the whole time, didn't break. And aesthetically, it looked really good. I was really actually very satisfied with it. The patient was very happy. And, you know, they, they came back, you know, it was about a month later because of his business travel uh, commitments, and it was still perfectly intact. So that showed me that this material really has a lot of potential for a lot of different uses. So it had to be very thin, obviously, to be used as a veneer. Oh, yeah, and right. It, very, so, you can make it very thin. Which is an advantage and, over, and the nice over thing acrylic. Also is, yes. And you can also make very fine knife edge margins that are thin, and they stay uh, intact. They don't break off. You've got aesthetics. You've got strength, patient satisfaction. What other benefits to the practice and the patient, or do we cover most of them? Well, I think, you know, from a point of view, if you look at the material, just to buy the material, it might be a little more expensive than conventional material. But if you look at the, when you're doing, you know, sophisticated kind of restorations or simple restorations, the time that you save is way more valuable than the minimal amount you're going to spend on a, a temporary crown. So if it costs you $2 more for a temporary crown, but saves you having to bring a patient back for a half hour, how much is a half hour of your time, your assistance time, your front desk time, disposables, you know, cleaning the rooms that, you know, there's no comparison. So right. you have to look at the whole picture, not at just how much the material costs. That's the least of it. Now, tell us about the actual fabrication of this provisional compared to traditional uh, acrylic. What, what's the workflow change? Is it take more time? What are some of the things that we're talking about chairside? So actually what you do is you take an impression of the existing teeth. And um, I use a triple tray. And with some kind of polyvinyl material, you know, it doesn't really matter what kind you use. Then after you prepare the tooth, you uh, syringe from the gun that this comes in into the impression. And the material then is placed in the impression, in the, uh, impression on the tooth and the patient bites together. And all you do is express a little out on the tray, wait for it to harden, take, take the impression out of the mouth. And typically your crown is almost done. You just have to, to use a disc, remove, you know, the excess flash, thin out the margins. Uh, you typically have a tooth that's almost in occlusion perfectly because you're taking in a model of the existing crown. So, you know, it's a five, literally a five or 10 minute procedure to make the temporary crown with uh, this material. And as far as shade guides, is there a shade system with this? Yes, it comes in different shades, you know, the Vita, it comes in the Vita shades, not all the Vita shades, but it comes in enough Vita shades, you know, you don't necessarily want to have the temporary look better than the final restoration, so you don't need to have every single shade, but it comes in plenty of shades 
to be adequate to match whatever you need to match. And then the other thing you can do is what I do with it. If if it's a case where there's a you know the teeth are not matching, um, I use some kind of staining material. There's some different kind of composite stains that they have that I'll use to uh, color the uh, temporary so it matches better if if you need to do that. Yeah. And are they using this at the dental school at Penn? I think possibly in the graduate clinic, but I don't think not in the main clinic. No. Right. Yeah. I, it takes some years to catch up. You know, both of yeah, us. I mean, yeah, both of yeah. us graduate. I'm talking to the audience now. We both Scott and I both graduated in the same year, and we know very well how long it takes a dental school to catch yeah. up to where they yeah, should. They're be. still approving things from when we graduated. You know? Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. I heard, I, I heard that. The audience got a good insight into the benefits of a long-term crown abridgment material, which. As you mentioned, there's only one that exists in the form right. of making it chair-side versus what you said earlier offline, which was milling it, right? What's the other option right. if you don't use this material and you want a composite provisional? Not for a composite provisional, but the, the other option, which I used you know, for most of my life, was having a lab process provisional where you send the models to the lab and they make a wax up and they make a, a laboratory process provisional. They send it back to you and you reline it. And, you know, like, for example, I always make a metal reinforced provisionals when I did it from the lab. You can do the same thing with this. You can just put some, you know, there's a lot of new splitting materials out now, which you can use to incorporate into this material when you do, if you're doing a temporary bridge, incorporate it in the material to give it extra strength. Wow. So there's a lot of flexibility with this material that you can, you know, strengthen it, support it, and, you know, it'll last a very long time. And there's no question the value of chairside time for a dentist is so much more important than saving a few dollars on material. You, just like oh, you yeah. said, the infection control considerations, the staff, the scheduling, oh. a cancellation. Uh, there's no question. Right. There's no comparison. You got to get the material oh. that's going to save you chairside time. To me, you know, the most important things to look at in dental material is ease of use, longevity, not cost, because it's, it's minimal. You want to save your time because the only thing you really have to sell is your time. Yeah, <laughs> and, absolutely. You know, that, that's all you have. You only have so many hours in a day. Yeah, you mentioned ease of use. Is the is the material easy to use? Extremely easy to use. It's really a very simple procedure. Thank you so much, Dr. Channon. We appreciate all your insight. Hope to have you on another podcast soon. Have a great night. Thank you. Been a pleasure. Thank you. <laughs>